It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Mauricio Dubon traded to the Houston Astros. Albert Pujols on the mound facing the Giants. And an area where Joey Bart is among the best players in baseball. So we'll talk about a crazy weekend that was next. You are Locked On Giants. Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we're going to start is at first. A little more reaction to the Mauricio Dubon trade. We did put out an emergency podcast on Saturday when that deal went down. We're also going to talk about the weekend that was, in general, the Giants playing Sunday night baseball last night. Generally a very ugly game, but it got uh, lighthearted towards the end with Luis Gonzalez on the mound for the Giants. Albert Pujols on the mound for the Cardinals. Giants hit a couple home runs against Pujols. Longoria had a hit, asked for the ball, so we'll get into that a little bit, but... I want to start with the trade. And so this is all a consequence of the roster crunch. And the roster crunch continues at this point. So we're going to speculate about how they're going to get Tommy LaStella onto the roster. He appears to be ready to come back. Yet there isn't an obvious move to make to get him back onto the Major League roster. So Tyler Beattie and Mauricio Dubon were both on the Major League roster to start the year because they were out of options. We did numerous episodes talking about how they had to perform in the first month of the season or else they 
were at risk of either being DFA'd or traded. And that's exactly what happened. Tyler Beatty ends up getting DFA'd, and then he, he was claimed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So he's now on their major league roster. And Dubon, it was a trade to the Houston Astros. And so the reason they traded him was that otherwise they probably would have had to DFA him, in which case you could still work out a deal. But if no deal gets worked out, you have to expose him to waivers and he gets claimed and you get nothing for him. So I think some people are probably wondering, why not just hold on to him? It's a it's a matter of a couple of things. Number one, the lack of minor league options. And so I just want to point out this team that won 107 games last year, Mauricio Dubon was not really a part of it. Like I think a lot of people forget he wasn't really here in 2021 for much of the year. He was here in the beginning. And then he was optioned. That's the thing is he could be optioned last year. It was his last option year remaining. And Tyro Estrada eventually came up and played well enough that he basically took that spot from from Dubon, who never I don't think he came back after he was sent down for the rest of the year. And so Estrada essentially took his place. And that continued to be the case. The only reason they like were able or the only reason they felt the need to have Dubon on the roster was that they couldn't send him down. And so it was a matter of basically it probably was inevitable that they were going to trade him unless there was some kind of injury to Tyro Estrada or I don't know, maybe Austin Slater. I see a lot of people talking about how they prefer Dubon to La Stella. And on Saturday in our emergency podcast, I broke down why First of all, I don't think that's, I mean, you can prefer whoever you want, but the numbers don't back that up at all. And they did not fill the same role on the roster whatsoever. Listella is a player who hits right-handed pitching. That's his whole job. And for Dubon, it was pretty much the opposite. He, His career numbers and then the numbers this year, all of his success so far in his major league career has come against left-handed pitching, where he's been about 25, 30% above league average production when he's facing a lefty against righties he was about 30 percent below league average and so yeah I mean he wasn't an everyday guy he was a platoon guy on the weak side there are fewer lefties and so you're to be a weak side platoon player isn't it just has limited value and the Giants have a couple other players like that Austin Slater Darren Ruff and the thing is they're better at the plate and for Ruff, he's actually been able to maintain even above average offense against right-handed pitchers in his time with the Giants, and he's just destroyed lefties. So he's been even better than Dubon against lefties, and he's been way better than Dubon against righties. And so I've seen people say, I wish they traded Darren, <coughs> excuse me, Darren Ruff instead. Well, I also think that doesn't make any sense because Ruff is a much more dangerous offensive player. I get the versatility and the athleticism and youth of Mauricio Dubon, but they kind of have that in Estrada. He can, he played some outfield for the Giants last year. He can play second. We've seen that he plays a good second. He can play short. He played some short last night in the game against St. Louis. And yeah, I mean, so they're similar players in a lot of ways and they chose Estrada. So Dubon is a great kid and he's going to get a better opportunity in Houston. And in exchange, the Giants picked up that third catcher we've been talking about that they need on their 40-man roster because right now it's just Bart and Casale. And what would happen if either performance tanked, which we'll talk about. It's such a weird year for Joey Bart so far. Such a weird year, and we're going to devote some time to him in a minute. But 
let's just say the strikeouts don't go away and the overall performance just continues to free fall not that it is currently free falling but if it just free falls because of the strikeouts or an injury they don't have somebody else to fill in who's like major league ready at the catcher position in their organization and so they acquire one by the name of uh, Michael Papirski from the Houston Astros in exchange for Dubon so Papirski goes to AAA and they Farhan Zaidi said, I forget whose article it was that I read yesterday, that Papirski is major league level, major league ready from a defensive perspective. And the offense, he's got the tools that they like to work with. He's He commands the strike zone very well, uh, walks a lot, doesn't strike out a lot. So there's a lot to work with, and he, he very much fits the mold of what the Giants are looking for from their offensive players. He hasn't hit for enough power. But I think they believe they can get power out of guys. We've seen that. That was the question with Lamont Wade when he came over in a trade from the Twins was, can he hit for power? Well, he very much answered that question last year. Uh, I'm not saying Papirski's going to follow that exact same line, but they've had this type of player before where the, the on-base skills and the strike zone command is really good, but the question is power. We'll see. I think that Papirski, we'll probably see him, I, if I had to guess, we'll probably see him at some point in 2022, whether it's performance-based or somebody gets banged up at the catcher position. He seems to be the next in line and also a great makeup guy. <laughs> it always sounds weird saying that, not like face makeup, but uh, character makeup. Uh, from all the reports I've read, he is considered very good in that department. So coming up next, I want to shift our attention to how are the Giants going to get Mauricio Dubon, or excuse me, Tommy Lastella, Dubon gone. How are they going to get Lastella on the roster? Because there isn't an obvious move and it might have to be an unpopular move, optioning a very uh, deserving player of sticking on the Major League roster. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. I haven't seen the Carlos Rodon Cy Young odds lately. They were long odds to start the year, and then he became the co-favorite. Uh, but then last night's outing was a total clunker, and so maybe you can get in on a better opportunity now after that game. I haven't checked it out, but head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. Just go to Indeed.com podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, as promised, I want to talk about how are the Giants going to add Tommy LaStella to the roster. They are going to add Tommy LaStella to the roster. There's, I've seen a lot of Tommy LaStella pessimism, and I, I, I realized that what I'm not doing a good job of explaining is that last year's Tommy LaStella was not 
the best version of Tommy LaStella. It was a complete down year for him that was also ravaged by injuries. And so I think a lot of people saw that and they're like, why do we care so much about this guy? Why did they give this contract that they gave to this guy? So I'm going to do a little bit of a better job explaining why I think he's a must add to the roster. Thank you for making Locked On Giants your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get podcasts. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do to add Tommy LaStella. I'm not sure they're going to add him today. I would expect that he'll be in Colorado today. He's been on a rehab assignment, I think, since since the 3rd of May. So it's been close to two weeks. And I want to say he's played three games in a row for Sacramento, at least two games in a row. And as assuming he's coming out of these not re-aggravating that Achilles and that he's feeling okay, he's due to be activated. And the reason I would say that maybe not today is because I think he definitely played yesterday, and I believe he played two games in a row also prior to that. I could be wrong about the exact timing, but I'm 98% sure he played yesterday. And so I'm not sure that I think they want to give him a day off is what I'm saying. And so maybe this move doesn't have to be made today, but eventually a move is coming. And the question is, what are they going to do? Because right now, yesterday they made a a transaction. They added Junior Marte to the bullpen. They called him up and they optioned Donovan Walton. And you might be saying, who the heck is Donovan Walton? Well, Donovan Walton was added to the major league roster when the Dubone trade was announced. And so they, they had an open spot. And for one game, they inserted Donovan Walton. Walton was recently acquired from the Seattle Mariners in exchange for Prelander Baroa who was doing well and was a legitimate prospect for the Giants. Not like a top 100 guy, not a guy who's in their top 10 per se, but not just some like minor league deal that should be completely ignored or mostly ignored. It was a legitimate trade and an interesting one. And so Walton was then added to the Giants 40-man roster because he was on the Mariners 40-man roster. I think he had been DFA'd though. I'm not sure exactly if he had been DFA'd. I can't remember. They've made so many little transactions, especially with the Mariners recently. So anyway, they add Walton, who I think the conversation about Dubone and Lastella and preferring Dubone to Lastella and how I'm saying they're not related on the roster, they don't fill the same role. Uh, Walton does. He's the Lastella insurance. He's the a left-handed hitting player who can play the middle infield and specifically second base. That's where he played when he started in this game on Saturday, got his first hit with the Giants. He's very fast. And anyway, so they add him on Saturday and then they option him on Sunday and add Junior Marte, which brought them to 13 position players and 13 pitchers, which I would imagine is their preference. I think they want more pitchers, not fewer pitchers. And so when you're adding Tommy LaStella back to the 26-man roster and you're currently at 13 position players, 13 pitchers, unless you want to go 14 position players, 12 pitchers, you would have to send out a position player to add LaStella, right? And so the issue is there's nobody that they can send down who is an obvious candidate. So the only players who even can be sent down are Mike Yastrzemski, 
Joey Bart, Austin Slater, and Luis Gonzalez. I've talked about this before. They're not going to option Joey Bart. Like some people say, well, he's struggled a lot, so option him. Well, then you only have one catcher on your roster, and they're not going to do that. So that's not happening. Not happening. So then Austin Slater and Mike Yastrzemski, not happening. So the only guy, the only guy who makes any sense at all is Luis Gonzalez. And Luis Gonzalez, all he's done is come up since Steven Duggar went down with the oblique injury and hit 349 with a 397 on base and 492 slugging. Yes, some of that is inflated by last night's game when he hit a home run against Albert Pujols. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we kind of should take that out, but it's part of the line now. I mean, that's what he's done in the major leagues so far this year. I mean, in 21 games, that's what he's done. 73 plate appearances, 13.7% strikeout rate, which is super low. League average is around 22%. Again, 13.7 for Gonzalez. He's made a lot of contact. He hasn't chased a lot. He's done everything they could ask. The defense has been a little bit shaky, but I think they view that as more of a fluky thing as opposed to him being just a bad defensive player. He made a nice diving, sliding catch in the game yesterday. So sending out Luis Gonzalez as the only clear option with keeping the balance of 13 position players and 13 pitchers would be quite unpopular. And in my opinion, I'm not sure it makes them better because... The way they're running it out now, they're able to have, on any given night against a right-handed pitcher, Wade, Yastrzemski, Peterson, and Luis Gonzalez, who are all left-handed hitting outfielders, but they're using one of them, typically Peterson, at the DH spot. And so if you option Luis Gonzalez, then you'd go with those three lefties in your outfield, probably, with Peterson in left, Yaz in center, and Wade in right. That's what they've said they would do if those three are in the outfield. And then that means at the DH spot, you're adding a right-handed player, basically, is what it means. So last night against a right-handed starter, they had Longoria at third and Flores at second. And let's say you add Tommy Lastella. I guess he could be the DH and you could stick with Longoria at third and Flores at second with Estrada then on the bench, or Lastella could play second and Flores could DH. But I'm just not sure that, I mean, if anything, I think it's neutral from where it is now because you're losing a bat who's been productive in Gonzalez, but you're adding a bat who I think will be productive in Tommy Lastella. So maybe it's a wash, but to me, it might make more sense to go with 14 position players and just ride it out and see if you can get by with that and continue to cycle guys through in the bullpen, there is a limit on the number of times you can option players, though, this year. And so they can't just do this perpetually. But something usually happens, whether it's an injury or somebody, some performance really starts to stand out, like maybe Luis Gonzalez just goes into a huge funk and then it becomes obvious you just option him and call up a pitcher. But this is what I'm watching for. When they add La Stella, is it? it's either going to be optioning Luis Gonzalez or optioning a pitcher would be my guess. And so they have to do it. They're not just going to not add Tommy Lastella, right? Like this should be obvious. Lastella, this is what I wanted to say about the numbers. Since 2019, Lastella has 600 plus 
plate appearances against right-handed pitchers. He's hit 286 with a 352 on base and 483 slugging. It's a 125 weighted runs created plus, meeting about 25 percentage points or even just percent above the 100 league average. And he's done it with like an 8% strikeout rate and like an 8% walk rate. I think the walk rate is a tick higher. And so he's a very good offensive player against right-handed pitching, in my opinion. We didn't really see it last year. We saw the extreme plate discipline. It just wasn't a great year. Like He just kind of was out of whack all year, but he actually hit the ball hard into some bad luck early in the season, kind of a la Darren Ruff this year. And he just never quite fully made it back. And he was always dealing with these nagging injuries, including missing a lot of time with a hamstring injury, I believe. So I, b- I continue to believe in Tommy LaStella for that reason. I mean, like I'm saying, 286 average, first of all, is well above league average. So if you don't strike out a lot and you have a even like normal average on balls in play, you're, that's how you hit for high batting average. And so for my batting average friends, uh, you're going to like Tommy LaStella. He should, in theory, hit for a high batting average. For the on-base inclined, such as myself, 352 is nice. For the power inclined, I think a lot of people don't understand. He also hits for power. That's a 200 isolated power, essentially, which is well above average power. So he can make well above average contact, hit for above average power, get on base at at an above average rate. I was not impressed with his defense, but I guess what I'm saying, maybe you option Luis Gonzalez and LaStella can be more of a DH for you when he's out there. So I don't know, but I'm definitely going to be looking for that. So coming up next, a little more about Luis Gonzalez and how he pitched in this game. And I just loved kind of the energy towards the end of the game. So we'll, we'll talk about that for just a minute, how the Giants faced off against Albert Pujols. And also, as promised, where Joey Bart ranks among the very best players in baseball this year. You're not going to want to miss that. So all that in just a second. But first, make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake enrobed it in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles with 150 calories 16 grams of protein and only 9 grams of sugar in this limited or this limited time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety for your day all built puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy eating it and actually enjoy doing it. Imagine that, right? You can have healthy food that tastes like birthday cake is absolutely a no brainer. So go to built.com and get birthday cake puffs now. Use promo code LOCKED15 on built.com and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, as promised, I want to kind of tie things together, talk about this game last night. ESPN, man, the Giants do not seem to play well on national television. And man, the broadcasters, they couldn't be less familiar with the San Francisco Giants. I'm sorry. Just from the very beginning, all they're talking about is, oh, the different, all the different lineups the Giants have used. Oh my God, who's going to even be at the plate? We have no idea. They just have no clue what's going on. I'm sorry. But, uh, First of all, the different lineups are because, in large part, they've had so many injuries, right? Like, think about that stretch with the COVID IL when they had Mike Ford and Jason Krizan and whoever 
that was a time when it was like, who is in the lineup? We don't even know these guys. Of course, we know the guys, but a lot of fans probably were showing up to the park like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and they've had other normal injuries like Stephen Duggar and uh, Lamont Wade Jr. and on and on. So I don't, I think they were kind of off the mark with that commentary right from the start. And then the Giants just didn't play well. There was a horrible strike call on Lamont Wade Jr. when they were down 4 nothing. Runner on first, one out. It was like nine inches outside. And he call, and just a big hook that never even threatened the strike zone. They call strike three, would have been ball four. Big call. And I just hate that you can't at least challenge, right? Like, like they do in tennis. Just a quick little challenge. Show it on the big board. Play it. It should take 10 seconds. Outside. Nope, ball four. We got it wrong. Send them to first base. Uh, maybe you get two challenges in a game and they're quick. That's the thing. If you go to the headset, I'm not a fan, but just quick review, even if it's in the umpire's ear and they're just looking at what we're looking at at home and you can see it's clearly a ball, a quick challenge, send them to first. And if you get two a game and if you, uh, if you lose one, you lose that challenge. But if you, if you get it right, you maintain having two. That's my thought. Anyway, I want to talk about the fun because it it wasn't fun at first. The Giants got completely blown out in this game. Uncharacteristically bad start. The only bad start so far this year for Carlos Rodon. I'm not worried about him. Just chalk it up to baseball and that happens sometimes. He wasn't sharp and the Giants offense wasn't sharp. But it ended on a high note because Luis Gonzalez came into pitch and I thought it was quite entertaining. I just want to say tying in with the idea that he might be optioned. A, it would be unpopular, and I imagine there's going to be big kind of uproar on social media, Giants fans, about it if he gets optioned. And B, I just have to say, like, I like Luis Gonzalez's energy. There's something about him that uh, he just kind of is easygoing and, like, kind of playful on the field, and uh, but also serious. And, and I don't know, I just I like his vibes. And to have him come in to pitch, I just thought it was highly entertaining. He threw a pitch in the low 40s and he threw a pitch in the mid 80s. So the 40 mile an hour differential on his fastest pitch and his slowest pitch. He gave up some hits, but but also he pitched an inning plus. And I just thought it was quite entertaining. And then in the bottom, or excuse me, in the top of the ninth, Albert Pujols came into pitch, his first career appearance on the mound which is just hilarious and funny and crazy that we got to see that in our last game probably ever seeing Albert Pujols face the Giants so obviously congratulations to him on a first ballot Hall of Fame career and it was quite entertaining to watch him pitch the Giants got some runs off him Uh, Evan Longoria singled and asked for the baseball and the dugout was smiling Longoria was laughing Uh, and then with two outs Luis Gonzalez hit a three-run homer, was it? It was a multi-run homer. I think it was a three-run homer. And then was it the next batter? Joey Bart hit a homer on like a 40-mile-an-hour pitch. And so those numbers go into their records. I can't really take them out. But, uh, you know, we don't read too much into the fact that those guys hit homers. That's one thing about Gonzalez is he hasn't really hit for enough power. He hit that big home run in Milwaukee. He clearly has power. He just hasn't got to it in games a lot, except the one home run in Milwaukee and then the home run against Albert Pujols. But for Bart, I mean, I was like, man, if he strikes out here, (laughs) imagine, right? He strikes out more than anyone in the game. The strikeout rate is the highest in baseball. And if he strikes out on a 40-mile-an-hour pitch from Albert Pujols, 
he's not going to like that. But instead, he hits a home run with two strikes. So where Bart has been among the best players in baseball, as I've been teasing all along for this show today, is his walk rate. And that is crazy because coming into the year, we would have said that that was one of the biggest concerns. And we certainly did say he needs to be better at strike zone discipline. He can't just be a wild hacking free swinger, never walking. That was his big issue in 2020 when he was kind of forced into major league action. He walked just 2.7% of the time. I think he had three walks in 111 plate appearances. And this year, among 244 hitters with at least 80 plate appearances, Bart's 15% walk rate is the 15th highest in Major League Baseball. So he has clearly worked on this extremely hard. And I'm sure the coaching staff and Kapler are just telling him, look, we don't care if you have a 185 batting average, which he does. If you can just just do not swing, if it's not in this exact zone that you're looking for. Like the ability to transform Bart from being just completely overly aggressive into a guy who has a 15% walk rate, 15th highest in baseball among 244 players through a significant, it's not a huge sample, but 80 plate appearances. It's amazing. And so he has a 185 average, but a 338 on base percentage and a 117 weighted runs created plus. So the Giants actually rank fifth in baseball for catchers in weighted runs created plus at 116. They have the highest strikeout rate at 38% and the highest walk rate at 14%. League average weighted runs created plus for catchers is 84 and the Giants are at 116. So it's been a very, very strange route to get there, but that's just the reality of what they've done. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny, pretty crazy. And I'm, I continue to be fascinated to see how it's all going to play out. In my opinion, it'll be tough to maintain above average offense if you're striking out 40 plus percent of the time which is what we've seen from Bart so he needs to rein in the case but the discipline if that can stick then there's much more to work with here than I was fearful of coming into the year so anyway that's all the time we have for today we could do a whole episode about Bart but that's all the time we have for today coming up tomorrow we'll be reacting to Game one of this three-game series in Colorado, always a good place to go if you're trying to kind of break through with the bats a little bit. Giants got shut out on Saturday and then mostly got shut down on Sunday until they got to face a position player in the ninth inning. So we'll be back talking about that and any roster moves that get made, it could be, like I said, Luis Gonzalez. We'll see. So Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked on MLB, where Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you so much in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.